God's grace is sufficient for you, no matter what you're going through. No matter how far you've run. No matter how far you've gone. There's something about the grace of God. <laughs> Man, I tell you what. Just the last couple of years, it's just been registered in my spirit that I need his grace. Amen? I need it every day. I need what God has for me because that's the only hope. Is what the Lord has made for me. Amen? God is a good God. I don't know what I've been, Yvette, if I want to took some things before the Lord. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably be dead. <laughs> if it wasn't for God's grace. I say it every day. You might ask me for something. I'll tell you no. I might tell you, but let Boogie or Isaac or Hannah, my children, ask me. Because they have a covenant with me. That's my children. They got my grace. I, I'll go out of the way for them. And I don't mean to sound sarcastic and say I don't love you, but my children, I love a little bit more. And everybody in this room does the same thing. <laughs> if I love my children that way, just think how much God loves me. <laughs> my Lord, if he loves me more than I love my children, and I can multiply that about 10 times, maybe 100 times, oh, he really loves me. But I know one thing. He wants me healed. He wants me free. He wants me to walk in his spirit and learn his ways. Come on, somebody. You ain't gone too far yet to where God can't reach you. I don't know, man. I just feel the presence of God. I'm just waiting on the Holy Ghost. I have something right now. But today is a day where we can come to that altar. And we can see God's grace operate in our lives and our hearts. I went to preach a funeral a couple of days ago. And you know me, I'm, <laughs> I'm not lost for words. But I was troubled. And felt hindered. Because how am I going to tell lost people about God's love? Come on, somebody. Most of them didn't know God. How am I going to tell them how much God done, what God done for me and what he, 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 how he blessed me and how I experienced his presence in my life? They don't know that. The world don't know that. And I struggle. I'm not going to lie. It's just, it's just hard. I can't talk to lost people like I talk to you. It's because you know about his grace. You know about his love. You know about his mercy. You know about his presence. You know what he can do. Right? All I could do is say, if you don't know Jesus, and my wife was there, I said, listen, you can find the Lord today. I said, you don't have to die. I remember that casket was, and I said, I said, this man could come out of this casket right now. He'd tell you to serve Jesus. Because he knows now there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. He knows that God is real. Jesus is real. Hallelujah. I could tell you that, and you know what I'm talking about. But the world, they can't, until they know that you're going to die one day, you're going to face judgment, you're going to face God one day. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking just to you, I'm talking to me. The other day, I was, I had a, the Lord gave me a dream, and I, I know it's him because it's been on my heart for about a week now. And I'm going to tell you the dream, okay? I was going to preach at a church. I don't know where the church was. I, not this one. It's, it's not no church I know. And people were flocking into the, the church to hear the message. 
But I was troubled because something was wrong with me. And it stuck to me all. Listen, I'm telling you a true story. It stuck to me for a week. It's still stirring in me. I was, un, I was, un, I was not dressed proper. I was, my feet were dirty. It's almost like I, was, I, I couldn't feel prepared. I didn't feel prepared. And, and it troubled me. He said, God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> he said, son, I want you to walk with me with a perfect heart. And make sure you don't go into God's house, my house, and make sure you don't preach this gospel till your heart is right. And those feet are clean. Come on, somebody. I was ashamed of myself, Sister Kathy, seriously. I, I, felt, I felt inadequate. I didn't feel prepared. I said, God, what, what's wrong with me? It wasn't that I, I'm not prepared to preach the gospel. But I, I was taking the ministry God gave me for granted. I can't come up here and just wing it and hope that maybe God will do something. There has to be, the Holy Spirit has to be here. I got to be ready and prepared. And so do you. You, you say, well, I'm not a preacher. It doesn't matter. You're a testimony, right? And when they look at you, they have to see Jesus. Not, come on, somebody. I'm not talking about the fence. You have to see Jesus in you. Because you might be the only Bible somebody ever picks up. And they look at you and they say, something's different about you, Kevin. I don't know what it is. Them guys around us at work, they're always joking and cussing, but you don't take part in that stuff. Come on, somebody. You don't laugh at their, their foulness in there. I had a little brother the other day I was talking to, and he said, well, you can't judge people. Listen, don't tell me I can't because the Bible says I can. It says if I take the speck out of my eye, I can see more clearly to take it out of someone else's eye. And I told our little brother, I said, if what comes out of your mouth is foul and what comes out of your mouth is ungodly, you don't know God. <laughs> Jesus said it out of the abundance of the mouth. The heart speaks. Out of the abundance of the mouth, the water flows, whatever. Come on, sweet and bitter water cannot come out the same mouth. I want to say fountain, but mouth for you and me. I want to be an example, a testimony, and I sure hope you do too. Uh, I want you to turn with me to 2 Kings. And little Lord, we're going to call this message, Is Your Feet Dirty? <laughs> and believe me, this is inspired by God. <laughs> God is calling us, and we, we use the feet washing ceremony as, you know, you, you have bitterness towards somebody and unforgiveness. But God gave me a message about, where has my feet been, even as a preacher? Where has my life been as a Christian? Am I, listen to me. Or am I walking outside God's will and His mercy? Am I am my feet trodden with the wicked? Is my feet trodden with the ungodly? Those that don't know God, those that hate God. There's a woman in this chapter called Jezebel. Listen, I, God gave me this this morning. I was looking for verses, and he said, you read this story. Jezebel was an ungodly, 
conniving, deceitful, seductive, which she was the wife of Ahab. She was the, the, the uh, father of one of the kings, the Zidonians. And Jezebel went about deceiving and lying and killing the prophets of God. She was doing everything to fight God. You know how much blood Jezebel has on her hands? Come on, somebody. Anybody that would proclaim Jehovah's name, she would kill them. She was hunting down Elijah. And I thought Elijah was a man, but he got a little scared of Jezebel. He ran away. Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. He ran away and he fled to the mountain of God. But I saw where I'm going tonight. Jezebel had something in her that was evil. And I can look at it today and I look at what's happening in society. There's a Jezebel spirit in this world, in this country. There's a lot of lies and a lot of deception. Come on, somebody. Then God spoke to the prophet. And he said, come on. He said, Jezebel is going to be eaten by dogs. Come on. Jezebel, I'm going to kill. If you ever read the book of Revelation, it talks about a woman, Jezebel. She was seductive. Don't necessarily mean a woman. And what I'm, I'm talking about in the book of Revelation. But someone, a spirit. God hated the spirit of Jezebel. She, she hated God. And all of a sudden, there was a man called Jehu. God called Jehu. Listen, I got enough of Ahab, and I got enough of Jezebel, and I got enough of them liars and them deceivers. I want you to go and kill them. God said that? Yes, he did. Listen, when a man gets to the point where he can't turn back to God, he's become God's enemy. Come on, somebody. Ahab rebelled against God. He married Jezebel. Jezebel was a, 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 a Babylonian, or not Babylonian, a Baal worshiper. And, and, and she, 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 she hated God. She didn't want nothing to do with God. I'm preaching good, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> All right. Now, verse, uh, chapter, uh, what is it? Chapter uh, 9. I'm sorry. I should have told you right off. Huh? Did I tell you chapter 9? Second uh, <laughs> Kings. All right, chapter 9, verse 30. Now, remember, Jehu was executing God's judgment Upon the ungodly, all right? And God told Jehu, go wipe them out. So Jehu took, took, had a mission. One time he took all them false prophets of Baal, put them in their church. That's what I call it. It was a pagan temple. That's what it was. And he set them all on fire. And if anybody would let them pagans get out, Jehu said, you let them get away, I'm going to kill you. And it killed every one of them. All the prophets of Baal. Burned them alive, the priests, whoever was worshiping this false god. And he says here, now, when Jehu had come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. 
She put it on paint. She put her makeup on. She decorated her face. She put her best clothes on. Now, you got to, this lady was an old lady at this time. Come on. Oh. <laughs> See, when she was younger, it was easier. But now she's got wrinkles. I mean. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, I, I got to shut up because I'm going to get in trouble. She's, she's, she's past beauty years, you know what I'm saying? But she's trying to seduce. She goes, she puts her makeup on, man. She gets her curlers in her hair. And I, don't, I don't know what she's doing. I'm <laughs> put, her, put her high heels on. I don't know what she was doing. And she stood in the window and she's, Jehu's coming. And this is old lady. She's trying to seduce Jehu. Maybe I could get him with my lustful spirit. Maybe I can get him in my seductive ways. Maybe you see my beautiful body. Let me tell you something. God ain't impressed with beauty. He's impressed with the heart. This, this old lady was going to rebel against God till she died. Then Jehu goes and he looks. <laughs> Let me read this to you. Here's Jezebel. She's in the window. She put paint on her, her eyes and adored hair. Now I'm reading from the New King James, okay? And looked through a window, and then as Jehu entered the gate, she said, is it peace? Come on. Listen, when the, when the, when the, when the devil gets nervous, when people, the devil gets to say, is it peace? Judgment has come. Listen, I love the love of God. But nobody wants to hear about God's judgment, right? You know, people go to church, and I, and I, I love people coming to church. There's nothing... I'm saying that they go to church with this mentality. If I'm in church, then, then it's a peace. I wish it was true. You don't come to church. You come to church to find peace, to find salvation, to find grace. But the building doesn't give you peace. Uh-oh. <laughs> Singing them songs this morning was great. But that's not going to give you peace till you receive what the Prince of Peace has. His name's Jesus. I love singing worship songs. I think that's the most important thing for the church. The most important service is worship service and prayer service. And he says here, she got him in the window. She got herself set up. She entered the gate. She said, is it peace? Zimri murdered, murder of your master. In other words, she had killed the seed of Ahab. Jehu had went about killing Ahab's. Children, Ahab was king of Israel, but he would not heed to God. And he brought in Jezebel with her idols, and they started worshiping Baal and started defying God and neglecting the worship of the Lord. And all of a sudden, the whole place went down. God brought judgment upon the children of Israel because of that king. Of course, they had some other kings that wasn't doing great. They were all the same way, but God had enough. I want to ask you a question. What if today was your last day? (laughs) (laughs) What if today was your last day? God said, I've given you time and you haven't come. Don't take for granted. Well, I'll do it next week or I'll do it next year. Don't. Today. Come on, someone. I'm preaching. Today is the day of salvation. Now, this morning. It's where you find God, all right? Listen, 
You can pretty yourself up all you want, men or women. And for me, it's going to take a whole lot. <laughs> you can do all that, but if you don't find peace with God, you won't make it. Jezebel says, is it peace? There's no peace if there's murder in your heart. Come on, somebody. There's no peace if there's lust in your heart. There's no peace if there's deception and corruption in your heart. God wants to give you peace, true peace. But if you reject Jesus and if you walk away today and you don't know God, you're going to go where Jezebel went. As bad as it is. I don't want to get me. Listen, I believe in the preaching of the encouragement and strength and, and finding peace. But I realize in my own life, I can't find peace without Jesus. Come on, somebody. There's no hope without Jesus. There's no life without Jesus. You sang that song. I was saying, this is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Come on, somebody. Your Holy Spirit liveth, my God, in me. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. You live by the breath and by the word of God, by the spirit and by the word of God. There's no way to get to heaven without that. Come on, Jesus. You think we're just singing songs this morning? If that song, if, listen, if a song ain't worth preaching, it ain't worth singing. If it ain't worth Touching your life and realizing where you're at. Making you see that God is everything. Jesus is everything. Life in Christ is everything. There's nothing else. I made my mind. And you, I'm not talking about you, me. I'm going to serve him. Men are not going to decide for me. I told somebody that yesterday. Very yesterday. Men ain't going to decide. I don't want to go to church with those hypocrites. I'd rather go to church with them than go to hell with them. I'm not going to let a man or a woman... Or anybody stop me from hearing God's word. I need it. You need it. You need the word of God. You need the spirit of God. That's your strength. That's your life. Why are you neglecting it? Do you got some dirt on your feet? <laughs> Listen, I got so grieved. I was, my business wears me out. I'm not, gonna, I'm not making excuses for that. But I get so tired, Lord. Seriously, bro. I get tired and weary. And it seems like I can't get up in the morning. And God said, get up, Lenny. Get up, Lenny. Get up, Ray. Get up, Eva. Get up, Jan. Get up. Y'all need to pray. Oh, God. I'm, oh, Lord. Oh. Kids make me all tired and weary. And I got to worry about everything. In the world. Listen, God wants us up. Listen, I've been going on for about a few years now. 4.30 in the morning. My eyes are up. <laughs> Why can't I sleep like everybody else? God, you want to go to hell like everybody else? <laughs> oh, and I get up and wash my face. I thought I wash my face and take my vitamins and stuff. You know, and do my, I'm all right. Just get into the foot on the floor. Why? I might be getting off into something else. I better get still on track. <laughs> He looked up in verse 32. Jehu come to the window where Jezebel had put herself. Now I want you to get a picture now. Jezebel's in this window. She's, evidently you can see her whole body. And hey, Jehu, baby, where you been? Is it peace? Come. We, we can have a good time together. Oh, I'll make you happy, Jehu. And Jehu's looking up there. And she's got a couple of those eunuchs. 
You know, I pray Boogie that. <laughs> I said, Boogie, maybe God make you a eunuch. He said, I don't be a eunuch. <laughs> eunuch is somebody that never had got a wife and chose to de- devote their life to the Lord. And you're looking on the spiritual side, but all of a sudden, the eunuchs are sitting there, and Jehu didn't even speak to Jezebel. He told those eunuchs, if you're on my side, throw her out the window. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Jessie's on her last her leg, baby. That's it. She's done done enough and offended God enough and blasphemed the name of God enough. Judgment has come. It says here, throw her down. In verse 32, let me read it again. And he looked up and, at the window and said, who is on my side? Who? So the two or three eunuchs looked at him. Then he said, throw her down. Throw her down. And this is the ugliest part of the Bible. I don't really care to read too much. Her blood splattered the ground. The horses trampled her down. Now, (laughs) who? Don't it make you want to serve God a little bit better? (laughs) The blood was splattered on the ground. And he goes on, he says, and he says in verse 34, and when he had gone in and ate, he said, the horse is the, and and, and Jehu goes and he goes, have a lunch. (laughs) He goes and have lunch and he thinks about it. He says, you know what? This woman was a daughter of a king. Listen, as much as you don't like Joe Biden, he's still president. Yeah. And we honor the office. Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the, the wickedness of him. I'm talking about that, that. That's an honorable office to be president. I still don't think he should be, but I think the, the office is respectable and honored. And God, listen, this, this Jehu said, this is a... A daughter of a king. So go bury her. But when they got there, they didn't have much left of old Jezebel enough. Hey, you notice something? I thought about something. Did you ever hear somebody named their daughter Jezebel? Come on. Listen, I wonder why. Even in the world, you don't hear the name. I've never heard somebody, maybe they have it. I don't know. Maybe somebody's named Jezebel. I would never name my daughter Jezebel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he says here the dogs ate Jezebel. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, look, there, there's nobody names their daughter Jezebel. There's nobody names their daughter uh, Judas, our son Judas. You never hear names of, of they just like them names of, it's so cursed, it's unreal. So Jezebel is dead, the hater of God, the pervert, the seducer, the liar, the seductive, the murderer, is dead. And all of a sudden, hallelujah, goes to bury her. Say, go bury the woman. Therefore they came back in verse 36 and told him and said, 
This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his prophet Elijah the Tishbite. Elijah told him what happened. That same Elijah that, was, that, that ran from Jezebel, you remember? Saying, on the spot of the ground, as Jezreel dog shall eat the flesh of Jezebel. Eat the flesh. There's two things they did not eat on Jezebel. Watch. The corpse of Jezebel shall be uh, refused or scattered in the field. The dog's going to pour out all over the field. That's what it's saying. They're going to digest Jezebel and fertilize the field. That's an ugly story. But this woman hated God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I don't believe there's a person in this room that hates God. I don't. But I believe there's some that's been wrestling with God. I believe there's some that have been fighting God's word and fighting, and, you know, and, and, and not wanting to obey God. And even though in their heart they know, or you know, I know, that i got to get it right. Come on. i got to serve God. i, I got to clean my act up. i got to clean my life up. And it says... They spread a Jezebel on a field in the plot of Jezreel. And, and it says, so that they shall not say, here is Jezebel. You couldn't find her. The only thing they did not eat was her hands and her feet. You know why? She had so much blood from, from killing the prophets of God, deceiving the line. Her feet were going from to and fro, causing Division and strife and hate and destroying everything the foundation of the Lord had put up. Jezebel was trying to tear down. What an ugly story, huh? Jezebel's feet wasn't even good enough for the dogs to eat. Her hands were, were so defiled the dogs didn't even touch them. Because those two things did more damage to the kingdom of God in those days than anything else because she stuck her nose and did things she wasn't supposed to do and God wasn't pleased and angry. Come on, somebody. We live in a time where there's a spirit of Jezebel in the air. There's, there, there's spirits that want to control and take over and deceive. Jezebel hated God. Come on, somebody. And didn't want nothing to do with him. That's not me, brother. No, it's not. That's not what I'm saying. But those feet of Jezebel were defied, defiled. Her hands were defiled. The Bible says God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. Come on, somebody. I can't believe that we can take a little baby out of the mama by pieces with no heart. Tearing those little babies apart piece by piece. Laying them down on the, in, in a tray. Make sure they got all the body parts. How can a human being do that every day? And not be defied. Or defiled. They'll arrest you for drowning a couple of little cats in the water. But they, you can still tear babies to pieces. 60, over 60 million little babies. Been murdered. Through abortion. No, I'm sorry. Killed through abortion. 
Let's just call it murder, kill. The word should not even be abortion. It should be murder. That's what I'm saying. A human heart is, is strange, man. I've dealt with people over and over, and I could see something is not right in a lot of people. And like I told that man that, that day, I said, if what's coming out of your mouth is not right, you're not saved. And this guy goes to church, and I'm, I'm like, he's a nice guy. I, I guess he's always there, no judging, no judging, no judging. God is going to judge soon. And death and hell is coming to the unbeliever. Those that defy God, the baby murderers, huh? Come on, somebody. This thing in Lafayette, that, that burned me up. Listen, I get angry. And I'm more angry when I see we have a, 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 a city like Lafayette calling Pride Day. You know what that is? A whole month to celebrate homosexuals. Perverts. And we wonder why God is sending hurricanes and why God's allowing all this stuff to come over here. Things that God calls an abomination. You know what that word means? God hates. He abhors it. But yet we celebrate him. Even churches today. They got some churches today are celebrating this stuff. Ordaining lesbians and homosexuals and to be priests and, and be uh, preachers. And uh, Come on. God has nothing to do with that stuff. That ain't, they can uh, uh, ordain as much as they want. God is not in it. <clears throat> I know this is going over the internet and I don't care. If you're sitting in a church where a, a lesbian or a homosexual is the, the uh, pastor or the leader or whatever, get out of it. Because yeah. you're, you're sitting under a perverted, lying, wicked person. What can he tell me about the righteousness of God when he's doing something God hates? All right. <laughs> Breed. <laughs> I ain't going to be too much longer. Seriously, I just want to. The Lord spoke to my heart. Son, get the dirt off your feet. Even if I'm a pastor. A Christian. I get dirt on my feet. And there's dirt. That, listen, we sell dirt. My wife, me and Isaac come back in the house. After we, we, we run them dry. We put dirt all over. Janice don't like it. <laughs> Little mops right there. She's <laughs> following us around. <laughs> God's telling, God, God's telling Lenny, don't say that. And he's passing that little broom. <laughs> I'm watching the feet. <laughs> okay. I'm telling myself, hallelujah. I ain't perfect. <laughs> I get upset. You're preaching. You're not supposed to get upset. Oh, I believe that. One thing I do, I don't use curse words, but I do get grieved. Especially when I see what I saw this morning. We're killing babies by the millions, but they, they build an $8 million complex for cats and dogs. That looks like a holiday inn. Now they, the people are just dropping their dogs and then cats over there because nobody wants cats and dogs no more. You know why? Because if they try to drown one or, or get rid of one, they put them in jail. <laughs> but we can kill babies. I, that don't make no sense to me, okay? Forgive me if I'm over, overreacting, but it doesn't make any sense to me. It's, it, it's foolish. It's deceitful. It's, it's corrupt. Could have put that $8 million to try to save these little babies. 
We're going to save cats and dogs. Listen, I'm not a cat lover. <laughs> I don't mind having a few, but to kill and keep the rats down, you know, but still in all. <laughs> my wife told me, Lenny, you better stay. <laughs> my cats <laughs> But God is angry because some of our feet are dirty. That might not be nothing. You might say, well, I don't. Well, do you have unforgiveness towards somebody? Your feet are dirty. Do you have pride in your heart? Your feet are dirty. Come on. You're angry and you feel like you can't love someone? Your feet are dirty. Come on. You don't want to pray like you should? Your feet are dirty. You don't feel you can read your Bible like you should? Your feet are dirty. I had a, a guy talk to you. More unprepared to share the gospel with anybody, but he claims he's saved. But he said, I hate people. I go to church 50%. The preacher says, I don't believe it. <laughs> Why go? Come on, somebody. I've been sitting on the preachers for a lot of years, and I'll tell you what, there's not too many things I agree with them. I, I disagree with them because they were good men. That's what I meant. I do agree. I'm right here because they taught me how to believe God. Come on, somebody. I'm here because they shared the word with me, and I decided to believe it. Honorable men. But you know what? I'm here because of the Holy Ghost. I'm not perfect, but I know I, got, I, I have to brush my feet off sometimes. And, I, and, and you know, I, the other day, I'm almost finished, y'all. Oh, listen. I was listening to so-called Christian radio. If you listen to Caleb, please turn it off. And I'm not trying to know. They got some good songs on Caleb. But man, when I heard this, this, this lady and man talking on that, that so-called Christian radio station, only 10% of Christians read their Bible. And I said, 10%? And he's sitting there making it like it was nothing, y'all. Oh, yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. Instead of saying, you need to get up and open that book and see what God says. And they made it like it was nothing. I said, what a joke. And that's what's representing Christianity today. Turn that mess off. Find you a radio station that preaches the gospel. We don't need that junk. Because they, they ain't preaching no gospel on Caleb. I'm going to tell you right now. They might have a couple of good songs that want to make you praise God. Because somebody's sincere in, the, in it. But the majority of it is just, it's not right. So why don't you stand up and say, come on church. Let's open up the, the word again. Let's open the Bible again. Let's start reading God's word again. And I started... <laughs> There's something God's been putting. I told somebody the other day. I said, you know about A majority of the church don't read their Bible. Seriously. Don't read it. Well, how are you going to know if I'm lying to you or not? How, you, how do you know what God wants if you won't, won't see for yourself? I try to make it my mind a couple of chapters in the morning. And I've then read them chapters over already before. But it just reminds me. It refreshes me. It gives me fresh words. If you read the temple in the Bible about the temple, they offered a, they offered a bread every day in that temple, that Jewish temple. That bread represented the word of God. It was fresh every day. 
If your bread is stale, <laughs> throw it out. <laughs> Come on, somebody. If you, listen, if you want to eat stale bread, that's your business. But I want some fresh bread. We went last night. Man, I had some little brown bread. Man, but that's all. Put some butter. It was fresh, man. Oh, boy, look out. <laughs> oh, it was so good, man. I could have ate a whole... But if they'd have brought me some hard, <laughs> oh, heck, bring that back. Turn with me, and I'm going to close with this, okay? I have a lot more, but I, I don't want to frustrate the spirit. You haven't got, listen, I, they, I've learned that years ago from a fine man of God, says, Lanny, you can only hold their attention so long. When you lost it, stop. <laughs> stop. Well, it's, remember, my question is today, are your feet dirty? What is the feet, really, what, what does God want to do with your feet? <laughs> Some, somebody said, well, mine don't smell too good. <laughs> I said, listen, he comes to my house. I said, why don't you take your shoes off and relax? He said, Daddy, don't want to take my shoes <laughs> In Ephesians chapter 6, I want to start in verse 13. The Lord is talking about the, the spiritual suit of armor, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. What that means is that your feet is covered like a sandal type shoe. And that shoe represents the gospel. Right? If you ever read, I studied and I said, the, the sandals you put on your feet. Well, let, let me go ahead and read it so I don't get ahead of myself. Verse 13 says, Take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in what? The evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. So, so he's going to explain a, a battle uh, Armor. It's talking about something that you go into war with, right? Uh, he, said that, he said here, he said, Stand there for having, your, having girded your waist with truth. Put on your, your, your belt, which is, it girds your waist with truth. And put on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod or covered. With the gospel of peace. As tough as this is this morning, I want you to find peace, okay? There's nothing that bothers me more than I can see a Christian struggle when they don't have to. Really, I talked to a lady some time ago. I think she got mad at me. And I said, you know what your problem is? You haven't learned to accept the peace of God in your life. Because she was constantly struggling. She was constantly fighting that battle. She was constantly going. There's nobody in here. <laughs> I don't think I'm pointing anything. But it, it was like she couldn't. She tried to be religious. All right. I've been known her for years. She's tried to do the, the rituals. She's tried to do this dance. She's tried to do all what we, everybody else was doing. But she was miserable. You can't imitate a Christian. You have to be a Christian. Oh, I think I'm going to say that again. Huh? You can't imitate a Christian. You have to be a Christian. 
You can't imitate a believer. You have to be a... You can't have the peace a Christian has unless you accept that peace. Which passes all understanding, the Bible says. It says here, And your feet shod with, with, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now watch. When the Lord spoke to me in that dream, he said, Son, you prepare when you get ready to preach my gospel. And I'm going to tell you as a Christian, before you stand up before anyone, you better make sure that gospel's in that heart. Them, them sandals of truth, I mean, righteousness is, and peace is on your feet. Them gospel feet ain't covered with the gospel. If they're going about doing something else they shouldn't be doing, then you're out of God's will. Mommy sang that song this morning, Burning the Bridges Behind. Okay? Listen, when a man crosses a bridge of life and, that, and, and on the other side is nothing but death and sin, burn it so you don't go back. Make sure you don't cross back. Go forward. Burn any bridge that's going to stop you from serving God. You got to burn them. Put them down. And this is the thing that I've got. And I'm going to close, okay? Shod means to cover the feet. It is made of leather. And I looked up a thing. It's like a leather shoe, a leather sandal of some kind. But the Lord compared the sandal to the preparation of the gospel of peace. What does the gospel do? It brings peace. When a person gets born again, saved, serving the Lord, what does he find? Listen. I'm not always happy. I, all, I, have, I have stress. But man, when I get on my face before God and I look to him and I, I, I say, God, I need you. I need you to give me the peace I need. I, need, I, I prayed this morning. I said, Lord, I can't pastor this church without you. I don't know what to do. Seriously. I have to depend on a word from him. When you pray at night and come to the Lord, you have to depend on a word from the Lord. You have to let God speak to you. Lane, I'll give you peace if you let me. I'll give you faith if you let me. I'll heal you and I'll bless you if you let me. What stops the blessings of God? Unbelief. What stops the peace of God? Unbelief. I ask people all the time, do you believe God? Oh, yes. No, no. Do you believe him? It's two different questions. The devil believes and trembles. But do you believe what he said in his word? Do you apply that to your life? I'm going to do it. I don't know about you. That's where I'm at with the Lord today. I got to obey God. I got to obey his word. I got to understand. That world ain't going to give me peace. <clears throat> Come on, somebody. That world is dying, man. We got people in this world, in the church, in the government that don't know what to do. They just throw more money at something. When I could see, I had a lady, one day I was in, we get a checkup. She was complaining about the guns. I said, ma'am. I said, a gun never shot anybody. People shoot people. The gun don't get up by itself and say, I'm going to kill somebody. It's the heart of man that kills other men. Mm -hmm. That's true. What? <laughs> the gun don't have a thought. The gun don't have a feeling. The gun don't have nothing. When I hear... Gun crimes. No, let's call it murder. The heart of men 
If there'd be anybody smart in that bunch, you say, get some preachers somewhere. Go tell them about Jesus. Go in the streets. Find somebody that'll tell them, you don't have to live like this. You don't have to have that murder in your heart. Jesus can heal you. <coughs> Jesus can give you the peace you need. I said that the other day. <laughs> what if everybody in America today would get born again? I mean, their heart would change. Come on, every bar room would shut down. Come on. Might take a couple of days because people have a little problem sometimes giving up things, okay? Murder would stop. Abortion would stop. They'd have to shut it down because there'd be nobody murdering their babies anymore. If, unfortunately, Jesus said many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. I, I, I know when Christ comes back, a lot of people are going to go, but it ain't going to be as much as we think. There's going to be a lot of them in church left behind. Come on. 